0: Well, actually, this is as real as it gets. This is Nash Gruner, the son of Olivia Gruner, and you are listening to the UCW Radio Show in your face. The number you have reached,
1: 911, has been changed. To a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Give it to
0: me, baby.
2: all right welcome to the ucw radio show and as you guys know we've been doing this for a long time we've been we bring on some great guests sharing their inspirational stories talking about what they have going on and today is no different as you see behind me we have the man himself trans am diaries author stevie d we're gonna bring him on the show brother how are you doing
1: I'm good, my man. How are you? How are you doing on the Dude, east side? Doing, doing
2: good, hanging and banging. You know, you know what we do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. So yeah, tell us what's going on, man. I mean, the last time I brought you on was a while back. You know, yeah. you were going through a lot of tough things at that time, but you, yeah, you you beat it, man.
1: Thank you, brother. Yeah, a little blip in the road, known as cancer, the c word. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was. I think it was still working on the the book at the time, or I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it was released, but. Uh yeah, the am Diaries came out um I don't know, six, seven years ago, something like that. And it was my story that documented um I'd always been a, I'd been a comedian. I moved out here, you know, from I'm from Kentucky and did comedy for twenty years and always been into fitness, thought I was super healthy, ate organically, worked out, and then uh you you did your modeling the-
2: thing too, you were like doing your little thing.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, did, did the gays and the modeling stuff. <laughs> my son's right here. Let me cover his ears. Yeah, cover his ears. No, 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 no I did did some fitness, uh fitness modeling stuff. And uh but yeah, you don't know, you can't predict what's gonna what's gonna happen to you. Yeah, even when we think we're very healthy. But uh so yeah, I had prostate cancer at 42 and the average age was like 74 or something crazy. So I said, uh in my my sick uh twisted comedy Hillbilly Mind, I'm like I got cancer cool i get to write a book now i got an excuse to write a book <laughs>
2: always glass half full right <laughs> yeah brother.
1: Right? so i'm like it's not over man this is not over i got a wild story to tell so i was very fortunate i wrote the book and um it did very well it was on you know Times square and the jumbotron out there where you are and yeah. and uh michael Milken's foundation found out about it they brought me on as like a spoke spokesperson for the prostate cancer foundation and End up uh, doing a lot of press for them. And uh the book went, I think, number six on comedy memoirs on Amazon. Nice. So uh so yeah, I was very very fortunate and uh hope it inspired a few people, pulled the curtain back and uh it made it not so much a stigma to talk about, mm-hmm. especially prostate cancer. Yeah um and then since then things are going well. Busy with comedy, stand-up comedy again, uh wrote another book which was supposed to be out, uh, end of summer,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but, but all this stuff happened. And 2020. so hopefully
2: 2020 happened.
1: Happen. <laughs> so, uh, I mean,
2: who, who, you, you I couldn't even, this. you could not even write a comedy skit about this.
1: <laughs> dude. The bad thing is I turned it in about a month before the pandemic because oh. I, I write, it's a memoir It's stream of consciousness and right. just the next one's all funny stories, no cancer, just, just funny stuff. And, um, I think laughter is the best medicine. So I turned it in before the pandemic. So I used to be getting up at 445 and and writing before I started my day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I've had eight months. I could have written another two books right now, but, but I kind of already turned it in Mm -hmm. and I I like my books to be kind of evergreen Mm -hmm. you could read them at any point. And so the, the new one that's coming out is kind of evergreen. So every story is an entity within itself. So I, I thought, should I go back and submit some, some you know, quarantine stories? Uh, and I'm like, no, I kind of want that to be that it's its own entity within itself. And then maybe I'll write some other stuff or add it into my stand up about the quarantine.
2: Well, if you write something about the helmet behind you, that'll be a sad story, you know. Oh, no, it's a good
1: story. He's <laughs> <laughs> bagging on your Seahawks again. <laughs> <laughs> here that, okay. that's
2: okay that's all right you know but but no man you've been you've been through some stuff you know you could easily have went down a different road and said woe is me you were like no okay got this got to beat it get through it let's go on let's keep moving forward and, and look you, you wrote another book you're doing your comedy shows, which I was I was so happy you you were good, you were in that mode again. You know, yes. that made me proud. You got your show going on, you're doing your, your weekly show. You know, let, let's talk about that stuff, man, because that excites me because now you're back in motion. You are the Stevie D that we know.
1: <laughs> the legend in his own mind. The
2: legend in his own mind.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, with me, I always gotta stay busy. And you know, I always gotta stay creative. And so it's never what was me. I was always optimistic, glasses half full. Uh, I say ignorance is bliss. Let them think, Dolly Parton said, make them think you're dumb, but you're really playing them. You're not really dumb. It's just part of the, I'm happy go lucky. I'm a happy dude. I don't dwell on politics mm-hmm. and like on my show. So during the quarantine, as you know, I started a show called, Come On Get Happy Hour. Yeah. So I like, I like people to be happy. We, uh, we almost
2: like- had your little comic book guy. Yeah, you're a little cartoon on here but i figured what we had was going to be better we have to get this up again that this was a lot better
1: thank you thank you brother thank you (laughs) um so yeah i like to keep a positive vibe going and so i have a lot of comedian friends on the show have actors have rock stars have hot rod people uh wrestlers um but we don't go into politics i I like i like to be an escape from the news you know
2: that, that, that's good. That That's a good that's a good way to do it because you're giving people a way to kind of get away from all the nonsense because yeah. we're living in a world of nonsense. So I'm glad that you're doing that. People need it, you know, and uh, how, how many shows do you have in so far?
1: You know, I don't know. We started this maybe a month into the quarantine. Um, my buddy Mike Marino from Jersey there, New Jersey's bad boy. He comes out about once a month. We produce a big comedy show here does very well and i said man let's let's do like a comedy you know zoom thing everybody's doing this zoom and i'd never done zoom before the quarantine but um so we decided i'm like you know instead of doing i saw a couple of zoom shows and seemed kind of hokey you know Mm -hmm. like i like the organic comedy i like the energy of a live audience
2: hokey and zoom kind of go hand in hand but that's my opinion
1: yeah yeah so (laughs) (laughs) i didn't want to be standing in front of like a, a paper uh you know, brick backboard. Yeah. And go, hey, what's going on with this crazy <laughs> quarantine thing? This is nutty. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, let me just talk to people. Let's That's just it. let's have a, a organic conversation. Yeah. So, um, so I started my show maybe four or five months ago, and and it you know worked out the kinks. I heard somebody say, if you didn't uh, learn a new skill during the quarantine, it wasn't for lack of time. You didn't have that excuse. It was for lack of hustle that's that's true you know so i said let me learn how to do this uh, zoom stuff and uh and i look at it like it was a silver lining like now i can i can do stuff like this um Mm -hmm. this is my son's it used to be an editor's room before we got this house actually so it's equipped it's well equipped for something like this i've ordered a lot of equipment actually have green screens and all that stuff but right now you know we're just turning on the camera and keeping it real It's amazing. We can
2: do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, the thing is, is that, and you mentioned Zoom a lot of people are utilizing this and and it's a tool for what it can do. Mm -hmm. I just like the fact that people can communicate, connect and come back together. And that's why, you know, like Vero is here because it's part of that and with business, everything else and just the cool things that you can do now that if, if this happened five years ago, we'd be screwed, we wouldn't be yeah. doing this. We'd be doing phone uh, shows like, yeah, yeah. like we did back then.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, holding our phones, walking out in the yard. Uh, yeah, yeah. You now this is amazing that we can do this. We have studios and, and I, I like it from being a, an entertainer and from doing comedy for so many years, you're at the mercy of the networks. Yeah. And now people like Joe Rogan have proven, as you know, the deal he just did, a $200 yeah. million dollar deal, and he just he, he lives two miles from me, but he packed up the whole production, the whole camp, moved to Austin. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can do it for my house. I don't need yep. you know, he, he was an actor before. Yep. And he says, now he's not even interested. You can create your own content. That you know, that, you can be organic. Yeah. yeah
2: that, that's the key. And you know, like he 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 hit the button on the nose, especially in this environment we're in. You know, you have Hollywood, you have a lot of people, a lot of Uh, filmmakers and stuff. And I've had this conversation with a number of guests, you know, they had, they were at the mercy of the suits. So I I was, I had, I was talking to someone that's high up on the food chain and he was even telling me that you have two ends, you have the producers, the creators, and you got the suits. And then you got in between where they, they never come together and and this end controls everything. So now digital is flipping the script. Now you control your content. You know, you control your content. You just got to, you know, like with the stuff you do, you got to get rid of that Zoom logo, man. Forget about that thing. Forget
1: about that yeah, thing. I mean, I'm not married <laughs> to Zoom. I like whatever's going to get the word out there and, yep. and spread the good word and spread the vibes and, and get eyeballs in front of the content. Right. You know, I, I used to do so many showcases for networks. Uh, I'd be at the laugh factory and and you would do your five or seven minutes. And it was a network, you know, showcase industry night. Mm-hmm. So you had to be at, you're at the mercy of them, yeah. what your content was, what you could say, what you're going to wear. I was told to wear a suit before I'm like, you know, I drive a 78 Trans Am and I have half of a mullet here. I have a full, <laughs> I'm like you really think I have a suit. I've got some overalls. I can put a tie on, but I'm from Kentucky. I'm not down with wearing the suit, but now I can do my own thing, do it from the double wide trailer here, whatever. Yeah. And you're not at the mercy of the networks and the networks now are nervous.
2: Yeah, Because they're
1: looking they at streaming, streaming content.
2: Yeah, they should you be.
1: Know, they're coming to us now.
2: Yeah, I mean, even, look, even on, on, on Vero, we're getting, you know, we, we're going to have a, a, a different part of it that you can stream. You can actually do live shows, stream them, and you can, other content can be added onto it. And we have people that are interested in having their stuff on there, which is pretty cool because it's a different avenue. You know, mm-hmm. these are tools. These are tools for people to use where the networks like with like if you were to do years ago, your comedy show, as you said, mm-hmm. you're at the mercy of them. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to do what they say. They got the producers, everything else. In this environment, you're the producer. No one can tell you, don't do this. When you have your comedy show, who's in charge? You're in charge, you you know, everybody, and you make it a good time, and it turns out to be an awesome production. This is what you do with your shows, your live shows. I
1: I believe I put in my 10,000 hours, you know? Yeah. Which they say, put in your 10,000 hours, and then you you should know what you're doing. Trust your instincts at that point. When I did Rockstar as a Comedy, which I produced, right, right there, yeah. which had, you know, Whitney Cummings, Brian Callan, Steve Byrne, all these people that blown up. Yeah, um, I knew I had a vision, I knew what I wanted. And so I made a rule when we filmed that, that concert, I said, and they were all, you know, all these people represented with the big, big agents, the biggest agents in, in Hollywood. I said, I don't care who's representing you, who your manager, who your agent is. They're not going to be in this room.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: rented a, a, a small theater on the side mm-hmm. and we had monitors and I said, your agents can go over there and watch the, the filming. But I don't want to look out in the audience and see any suits. Mm-hmm. I want people that love comedy, that are really genuinely loving them in, in the moment and not looking at their phones. And that's, they're like, oh, it's like you, you want to go over there
2: fit. and slap somebody.
1: <laughs> yeah. I want to look out and I want it to be a party. I want to be a, feel like a rock concert. And that's always been my feeling. Like, don't, I've pitched shows before, as you know, I've pitched tons of shows. Yeah. people like yeah yeah i don't don't see it and now i'm like the same shows i've pitched six months later i've seen similar shows on the air where they they didn't want to lose their job they didn't want to take a chance i'm like no trust trust me this is going to work i just got a deal for a show that i pitched eight years ago that they are like yeah okay but there wasn't anything exactly like it on the air and now there's been a few similar things we have a different angle and we have the, the connections For the content like we're talking about Mm -hmm. so each episode uh will have a big celebrity on it because we have those connections to get to them ourselves right we don't need for for the network for the management company anybody we can we can you know speed dial these people
2: right you're in control these are your people control yeah
1: exactly and we did a pilot on our own terms and they saw oh we get it now you have access to these people and they said "Are, are you afraid of anybody stealing this idea i'm like no, because they don't have the Rolodex. There's no Rolodexing, but I'm saying yeah. they, they can't pick up the phone and call the drummer of the Foo Fighters or whoever right. you know. It's who you know who and it, have on the show.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then that even with your comedy show, it's who you know because the people you bring exactly. together, you know, if somebody was to try to mimic that, it'd be very difficult because they can't get these people, but you, you can
1: because
2: you're Stevie D. That's
1: you do what that's you want to do. Like- they owe me i can blackmail them
2: <laughs> yeah i know you got information from from back in the day <laughs>
1: <laughs> When i i had taken a break from comedy and i was pitching shows writing books and i just kind of got the itch my kids were getting a little older and i'm like i think i can sneak out and tell some jokes now right so the uh the very the very first night I, first i went to a club here and i was on good terms with the owner and i, I walked in and I said hey hey jack this is at the haha ha in north hollywood and I said, think about coming back and, uh, can I have my own show here on Friday night, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, buddy, anything you want, you got it. Blah, blah blah I'll send this. It was about six o'clock and they usually, some of these clubs would do like an open mic mm-hmm. before the actual comedy night starts. And so they, people come in and they pay 10 bucks or whatever it is and they get three minutes on stage. And, but the crowd's not really there yet. It's the work, you know, they're trying to work their way up the ranks. Right. And, uh, so I was, uh, I was standing there talking to the owner and a drunk guy, like a homeless guy comes off the street. And he obviously kn- knew who the owner was. And he goes, I'm gonna open Mike want and tell some jokes and uh I- I'm funny. And he looked at me, and I'm standing right next to the owner. He just kind of interrupted us. He looked at that guy and he did a double take and said, And that guy's good looking right there. I go, Hey, I still got it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we're gonna bring you on stage, bring you yeah. on the mic there.
2: You're
1: yeah. good. He <laughs> actually said, I actually said uh, something else that i can't repeat right now because my kids are close by hold on one second brother. i think i lost the audio oh, yeah. I hear you. i hear you all right all right i pulled out the thing but but he said something but um people say uh if you because you had uh cancer do you want to make people laugh because uh laughter heals and i go no that's not the that's not the reason oh my my kids are getting older they're starting to ignore me and uh, i need a lot of attention <laughs>
2: nice. Nice. We're going to have And, and, and your, your son's rolling his eyes. Where is he? Let's bring him on the show real quick. <laughs>
1: My beautiful daughter just walked in. Oh, don't want to walk. Oh, she, tell her to knock
2: over that helmet as uh, on her way over. <laughs>
1: he said knock. Over, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <'cause>... <laughs> this is Faith. How are you doing? Uh, she can't she... Hold on, okay. talk, let me tell you a little story about faith. Let me, so let me by, hear. Uh, we've talked about this before, but like I said, I was always health conscious. I felt something was going on. So I actually went to the doctor. Good thing she and,
2: looks like uh, your wife. Oof, forget about I know.
1: it. <laughs> it's a good thing you look like mommy and not daddy.
2: <laughs> yeah, good thing.
1: <laughs> but so I went to my doctor and I said, uh, I said, I think something's going on. Can you check my prostate? And I didn't know about, a, you know, I didn't know about the PSA levels, the blood levels. I just said check it. So he did like the old-fashioned way, you know. Didn't take me to dinner or anything afterwards, but, um, <laughs> but, but, goes, no, you're, but you're more like you're a going. Moon River moment, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and that's the that's the image you know in your mind when you get that check. The scene from you think about
2: Chevy Chase Moon. River. Yeah,
1: you, you know what that. <laughs> Use the whole piss, but uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> okay. You know, I'm glad she can't hear you. (laughs)
2: Yeah, she's ignoring the crap out of you right now.
1: (laughs) So anyway, he said, no, you're good to go. Just drinking more water. You're getting older. I said, all right. Two years later, I was with a different insurance company. Two years later, and I was having the same symptoms but worse. Right. Going to the bathroom a lot in the middle of the night and all this. So I went and they did the, the blood check. They did the blood and came back and said, your PSA levels are very high. And I said, what's that? And they said, you know. Your prostate, blah blah blah. Turns out I did have cancer, oh, and they wow. said you had it two years prior when you thought something was going on. And if you had waited another two years, it'd been too late. So, luckily, they caught it in that two years later. But in that two year window, I tell people the silver lining was this little girl right here came along, yeah, and her name is Faith. It just happens to be Faith because if they would have caught it the first time I went in, you know, shop is closed, yeah, and I'll just have that dude right there under the wow. desk
2: i know so anyway yeah. you would have a Se- seahawks fan yeah you want to say hi to <laughs> this one
1: ask her who
2: your favorite team is Oh uh, to who, who so what, what what'd your father want me to ask you who's your favorite team yeah nfl it's
0: the eagles
2: the eagles oh god <laughs> oh god don't you see what i have behind me here the steelers the best team in the nfl <laughs> you can you can join the Steeler nation i'll give you an open i'll send you a t-shirt Steelers, come come on you don't want to be a dirt you don't want you don't want to be with the dirty birds the dirty birds you don't want to be with them no well we'll we'll talk another time you and i will talk so are you proud of your father for what for 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 him being who he is he's a great daddy isn't he he's like yeah Yeah. you gonna keep him?
1: Mm, we'll see. I guess. You
2: get <laughs> oh my god, give me your father. good talking to Thank-, Thank you, Faith. Thank you. <laughs> I guess she's gonna keep you.
1: audience, bro. The tough audience.
2: Yeah. I told you proud daddy said for what?
1: <laughs> for <laughs> <What'd he do? laughs>
2: That's classic. Oh did he vacuum
1: today. What did he do exactly?
2: Yeah, what did he? What did he do? Anything special? <laughs> did he like yeah. write a book? Did he beat cancer? Did he do anything special? Yeah, uh, but you know, kid, yeah, yeah. kids, kid, kids are a trip. Kids are a trip, you know. So, um, so now, I mean, your your show, you're bringing on a lot of uh, different the uh, comedians onto your show and wrestlers and stuff like that. I like to, it's I like more to it it. An eclectic type of show then.
1: I, I do. I like to mix it up. Um, yeah you know, I, I like comedy. I like uh, rock. I like cars. So like this past Monday, it is it aired last night, but we recorded Monday. Uh, I had an exclusive behind the scenes at West Coast Customs. Oh, nice. So, and they were doing a USO build for 24 hours live. They were building this badass truck. Mm-hmm. And you donate to the USO. The money went to the troops and the highest bidder got this like $150,000 monster truck they built. Wow. But um, So the show at SEMA, which is the biggest aftermarket car show in the world was supposed to be in Vegas Mm -hmm. this week. And it was, it was canceled and West Coast customs has a big presence there. So SEMA brought their production trucks to West Coast customs headquarters, which is a huge facility in Burbank and they did a 24 hour build. So my buddies gave me exclusive behind the scenes. They showed me a lot of celebrities cars. They showed me Paris Hilton and Shaq's cars and Biebs and, travis scott and uh, i said what celebrity have you built the most cars for and they said uh Shaq. and guess how many cars they built for Shaq?
2: uh i'm gonna say 28.
1: <laughs> they guesstimated between 70 and 80.
2: oh wow cars. wow and i and i was uh, 28 i thought it was high wow Insane. Shaq but sh- they might
1: have ellis beat
2: yeah, and you know the thing is, what people don't know about Shaq, even though he made his money, he made a lot of money in basketball. He's mm-hmm. an entrepreneur.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, he invested in Ring. He invested in a lot of different companies. Hey. Yeah, oh yeah, he was one. He, he invested. That's why he does the commercials. When you see him doing a commercial, is because he's an investor in the company. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's it's money, but it's smart.
1: I see hot or whatever he's yeah.
2: He's not just doing the sponsorship; he's making money. He's he's, he's 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 it's his company, so he wants to promote it, which yeah. is smart. You know, you have a lot a lot of athletes should do that. I think a lot of entertainers should do that too. The money they make, reinvest it and build, so that yeah. when you have a dry spell, and it happens when you have an actor that kind of doesn't want doesn't act anymore, you know, they're going to need to do something as opposed to working at mcdonald's and stuff like
1: yeah. that so <laughs> well, you're an entrepreneur and you know if you don't if you're not making money while you're sleeping you're going to work till you die right
2: yeah yeah and that that's what it is that's what it is right you got to keep pushing while you can and you got to do stuff while while you're, you're young enough to do it you don't want to be 80 trying to push that you're not you don't want to be like colonel sanders you know pushing stuff at yeah, yeah. 70 pushing <laughs> kfc
1: <laughs> the old guy
2: yeah yeah so you, know,
1: you, you know, got the club
2: yeah <laughs> with the chains and everything yeah. <laughs> so, so we, we, with your memoir which which your your second book your memoirs you know when so, do they anticipate that coming out
1: well hopefully very soon um we're doing a uh we're doing a live book author night thing to kind of start promoting it mm-hmm. and because there's no bookshelves right now you know the last time i saw you was at the javits center yeah signing books. Um, so right now it's, it's kind of uh, a non-issue to put a book out unless you're a celebrity celebrity and it could go straight to the bestseller New York times, Amazon. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're like me, you need to go out and hustle and do some comedy and book signings and events. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no book shows going on right now. There's no festivals. Right? So I hope, I hope it comes out by Christmas. I'm excited. I took about three years to write this one right uh, it's crazy stories of me and these kids and my life and uh it's called the chronicles of a hollywood hillbilly
2: ah <laughs> the, the second the second in the series but you yes. know know, you, but but you know the thing is the good thing about what you write you can transition especially now with the with digital and everything else you can actually make a series based mm-hmm. on your book or your second book your first book both yeah, of yeah. you know that would be interesting so any uh any uh the hollywood types that are listening to this i'm to call stevie d and try to get try to get him locked in with a deal for his uh to create creating a series f- uh, based on his book
1: i like it i'd like it to be like an animated um what's his name judd uh what's his name that created beavis and butthead
2: oh okay he, I know.
1: Uh, what's his last name he had uh tales from the tour buses oh, did so he? He, would, he would have rock stars entourages and he did an outlaw comedy version. He did a funk version with like Rick Rick James entourage and Bootsy Collins and George Clinton. Then he did like uh, Johnny Paycheck and Jerry Lee Lewis. But they would have actual people telling the story. Then it goes into animation.
2: Oh, that's pretty cool. And
1: so they were talking about Jerry Lee Lewis and his uh, bass player. His bass player came up and said, "Hey Jerry Lee, man, I need a raise." And Jerry Lee like, "Hell with you and shoot him." <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, you can do that. You can do that
2: with a cartoon. <laughs>
1: yeah, you can do it in a cartoon. Yeah, and, then, and they're like, Jerry uh, do you want to? You you can't fire him because you shot him. He might sue him." He goes, "Well, hell, he can't play bass now. I shot him. He can't play the bass anymore." <laughs> so I could see my. My book, being an animated series like that.
2: Actually, that's a good idea because you do something like that. You you get more creative with what you have and you bring that comedy aspect into it. Because you could do stuff in, in with cartoons that you can't do in real life. Yeah. When do you it you in, do it, in
1: real life. Running from the cops into, with the Trans Am and, you know, I'd jump over some railroad tracks. If it was an actual movie or series, you'd go through seven or eight Trans Ams crashing for that one scene. But yeah animation man you can do anything
2: yeah and you,
1: you know what you can, you can jump and do this in the air through the t-tops and uh, yeah.
2: there you go there you go <laughs> you to my son real quick yeah one I, I want to bring him on what's he doing Lay on the floor
1: this is colin this is cool mac d cool mac because, D. because cool he, he was a challenge fan yeah yeah there you go give him a hard time about that yeah but i'm going to him. Tell, him how, tell him how great they are
2: there you go. See now we can talk about your Seahawks. Now, why are you a Seahawks fan? Let's start there. Uh,
0: the first, the first football game I ever watched was um, uh, was when they're in this, the, yeah, when they're in the Super Bowl, and I was cheering for them.
2: And you, 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 decided to become a die-hard Seahawks fan. Yeah. And no one, I can't even go and push you to even think about the Steelers or any other team. No, stay loyal to your team. Stay loyal to your team. It's okay. I'm ragging you on the Seahawks, but they're, they're not a bad team. They have, they have a they have a quarterback that's ah he's okay, right? <laughs> he's he's only he'll only be headed to the uh, to the Hall of Fame when he retires. So, but you 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 have a good team there. So now tell me about your father. Does, does he annoy you sometimes?
0: Does he's he kind of weird.
2: He does right? I know. I know he bothers you a lot i know i see he's bothering your sister now (laughs) how how is it though you're you still going to school from home
0: yes
2: and how's that working out for you
0: i don't like it
2: you don't like it are they going to let you go to school anytime soon uh they
0: they have no idea when like anytime soon
2: no they don't know when they're going to let you in you you must miss your friends yeah and then you got to be around your father all day (laughs) so <laughs> he's a troublemaker see he's a troublemaker mm-hmm. but you know what just just stay with your team okay and and go you know there see look at this look at he's this look at that but you know stay with your team and you know if you're doing the online classes keep studying keep studying and you know soon enough you'll be going back to school you'll be around your friends and then now you can go and take all that energy all that stuff your father was annoying you about then you can go take it out on your friends right and that's what you do to your friends right and that that's okay (laughs) all right too bad your mommy couldn't be here to come on the show because she she's actually the talent your father's just the funny guy your mother's a talent remember that remember that all right let's get your father back on the show and I, and you just you stay with your team.
0: Okay.
2: All right. There we go. All right, yeah, I I I didn't want to rag him too much on that. I was supposed to do but you know the thing is, and it is good that he's loyal to his team. Okay, that
1: they both are.
2: But that's yeah. You, your daughter too. She was like, "Ah, you sure you don't want to be with the dirty birds? Ah, my um, eagles, eagles. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I can respect yeah. that. You, you, you're loyal to your team. You're not a flip flopper. That's okay. That's okay. They stick
1: to their guns, brother. Yeah. Especially like we've had a lot of success with our teams in L.A. this year. Yeah. He was a big. He was a big Kobe fan, and uh, actually, his school is right across the street from where Kobe crashed.
2: Oh, so wow. that was heartbreaking.
1: That was heartbreaking
2: yeah that, that, um, that was a tough one that was a tough pill to swallow because you know gone too soon he was and kobe too was a businessman an entrepreneur yeah he invested in a lot of different companies and he gave, he created a fund so he had a uh he had a uh, venture capital fund and he was investing him and his partners were investing in a lot of different companies and I think Shaq may have been a part of it too. I'm not sure, but they were giving opportunity to companies that had promise and they were getting involved oh, nice. with them and building them up. So, you know, so that's, that, great. that's a sad, that's a sad thing. So now, uh, getting back to you. So when is your next comedy show?
1: The next live show? I don't know because I, am not doing the road right now. Um, so I'm, I'm sticking around here. But I have friends that are going out. They're having a lot of problems. I just had Brett Ernst on my show a couple of weeks ago, and he's on Cobra Kai. He was in Rockstars of Comedy. He was somewhere. I think he was in Arizona at, at an improv, uh-huh. and they're doing the shows outside. And even though they were outdoors, everyone's socially distant. The cops still came and shut down the show. They they'd flown him uh-huh. to be there, and uh, because the rules are changing weekly, I've All got right. friends here that are doing shows locally. That you can only have exactly 80 people, and that's if everyone's socially distant, keeping your mask on until you hit the stage, mm-hmm. so they can't even post a picture from the green room if the oh. comics are hanging hanging out uh, back. You got to be very very careful.
2: So the marketing post- capabilities are limited, and then if you're paying to fly people in and stuff, uh, or you know, it, it become, you, how do you how do you turn the profit on it? How do you make it yeah. worth it?
1: So comics, uh, especially, you know, headliners, or they, they make a certain amount of money plus a piece of the door, whatever their, their deal is. Mm-hmm. But now when well, the door's very limited, so they're, you know, they're, what they're being paid, their fee has come way down. And for me, I'd rather just stick around with the family. Um, I got lucky pitching a show during this time because there's really not, industry is shut down. Yeah. you know It's closed up. I was right behind CAA today and it's a ghost town no one no one's there literally. Mm-hmm. um so I just got lucky someone heard word of mouth and got in contacted me. I went in, pitched the show in person, and uh so we're about to shoot something for that Good. so I'm just doing I'm doing that, just having fun with uh you it know being be, around the it kids
2: shows way back when, and they were they were like uh, telling you, hey kid, thanks for bringing it, but hey, it's not gonna work that type of thing you yeah. know and, and and it just it kills me because I know and, I, and I remember you had something because you told me the whole story about it and they blew you off where it could have been something great but yeah. you're dealing with the the executives that wear the suits and they're not, they're not out there hustling they're not the creative types they're the ones that make the decisions they're the wine scenes mm-hmm. of the world right yeah and digital is changing all that so all these guys you know with their with their seven-figure salaries they're probably shaking in their in their chairs because you know something guys like you with talent are able to go and create stuff and and make real deals that make sense.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. And I I got tired of guys like Weinstein of showing up to pitch and they'd come out in the bathrobe and ask for a massage, you know?
2: I know, and he he was trying to get you, you know,
1: good thing that- Especially when I would do it, and still didn't get the-
2: (laughs) (laughs) Still didn't get the show. Oh man, your kid's gonna have nightmares (laughs) now. (laughs)
1: They left the room. That's why I'm getting yeah, a little right good good, <laughs> good, 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 really good.
2: really get down now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, so tell me, you got you got your shows. The other show is you know, the live shows are not happening. You know, um, where, where can people see your interviews? The, the shows, the show that you're doing on the other on the other platform. We'll call it the other network. This is well, like NBC right now. We're we're, we're on the, the good network.
1: <laughs> well, the, good, the good thing is that network we're talking about. I'm kind of just using them because I'm not even broadcasting it from there. It's yeah. only to pre, pre-record, just so it's 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 like a conference room, mm-hmm. and that's where we record the show. Then we release it on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on uh, YouTube. Oh, okay. Come on, come on, get happy hour. So it's it's C and then hyphen M O N. Come on, get happy. Oh, cool. and and uh, I always joked about my hair is kind of like a feathered Keith partridge hair, and the same <laughs> hair So that that's what made me think of come on, get happy hour. It's also on Stevie D and his so-called friends page on Facebook. Okay. Now what I've been what I've been finding on Facebook lately, I think I probably already red flagged anyway or whatever, but they're really they really stifle who can see my show there.
2: Yeah.
1: And the last two shows, I even throw them a couple bucks go boost it. Because if I don't, they don't let anybody see it. Oh, Not, you know, three people literally. So the last two weeks, for whatever reason is, uh, it got rejected. So it says does not meet our standards and policies. I'm like, Hey, I I don't joke around about the COVID. I don't joke around about, um, politics, like I said. So for whatever reason, post past or whatever algorithms they have set up, you know, we're trying So my editor today. She's changing the thumbnail. She's changing. Uh, on my show, I do a drinking word. So mm-hmm. if I'm doing West Coast Customs and I, and I say, the drinking word tonight is badass. So if we say Shaq's car is badass, you know, Bieber's car is bad. If you hear badass, you take a little, it's just all fun and games. Right, right. So we're like, okay, so I looked at the audience today and you would know about how you break down what audience is going to see this, who you're targeting. So today I noticed it said 18 to 65. I'm like, well, maybe because we do a drinking word and the, it says the target audience is 18, maybe you can't have a drinking game. But I, I don't know. So we're just trying to work out the kinks, yeah. work around the politics of-
2: That's you know? the, the key word, you know, they're blocking you and Trump. I don't know what's going on here.
1: Well, I mean- I, I'm an I, I think it's a blonde hair thing. I think, I think it is. Blue eyes, I just look like a bad guy.
2: There you go. Yeah, but you know those algorithms and everything. That that's why social media is is not as social as it should be. And Mm -hmm. this is what this is why people are looking for alternatives. You know, Mm -hmm. don't worry. We we, we're gonna we're gonna hook you up with something here that you're gonna be able to tell your show. And you know what? You know how you can't have your comedy shows live. Uh You're gonna be able to have your comedy shows virtually, right here on Vero. So if you we, we we we're gonna hook that up. We're gonna hook you up with that, so you can get yeah. it done. Because the world needs more Stevie D.
1: Well, thank you, brother. The world right. needs more laughter. Yeah,
2: know? yeah, um, yeah. Is it too much seriousness. Like this year has been a beatdown. Has been a beatdown for a lot of people. And to have that levity and get lost and and, and have some sort of I'm not gonna say even say normalcy, but just something that makes you forget that hey. You're, you're, you're in a bad, in a bad year, you know? Yeah. So you need something to help you to forget that and kind of say, Hey, you know what? It's going to be okay. You are the, yeah. you, you are the, it's going to be okay guy. That's who you well,
1: are. I'm just here to spread an inappropriate joke and make people laugh. And, uh, like I said, I joke about cancer. I'll joke about anything, not mean spirited, but I'd just like to, you know, have fun with life every day. We can't take it for granted. Not even our health like you you're a super healthy guy i know that i try to stay healthy but you can't take life for granted so yeah. you know enjoy the, enjoy the ride
2: yeah, you, you got to man you got to so do you have do you have any you have a website or something you want to any closing thoughts before we close out the show
1: sure brother they can find me at uh stevie on instagram i'm always posting nonsense on there and uh i think it's stevie d or stevie dupin on Facebook, but if they go on Facebook, Stevie D and his so-called friends, you'll see a lot of my comedy friends. We put a lot of posts from the shows, the live shows. Content is still there. Good. So yeah, jump on, jump on for a laugh and uh, next book is hopefully coming out soon.
2: Sweet. All right, you stay with me, brother, and I appreciate you, I appreciate you coming on the show. Hang on with me. You, and uh, you know, for the listeners and viewers, of the show, you know, make sure you follow Stevie D. Follow his antics, follow his shows, follow what he's doing. He has a lot of great things going on, and we're going to be back with you with another great guest uh, on the next episode of the UCW Radio Show. So I thank you for joining us, and make sure you stay tuned.
0: Thanks for having me, brother. Initiating UCW in your face? What is your major malfunction? written, so let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.